Episode 36, we are finally talking about Girl, Wash Your Face. This is a book that Kathy and Kirsten and I read. We have a lot of things to say, some good, some bad. Um, I feel very much that way, some good, some bad, but it ended up being a great conversation as it always is. The, all of my friends are such bright, dynamic, intelligent, uh, caring, compassionate people, I feel like. Um, there's never a dull conversation in this uh, in my podcast. So this is a good one, too. We talk about who might this book really appeal to and uh, what we kind of learned from the book and the and what else we talk about. I'm, I'm taking a big trip to Vietnam. We talked about that and podcasting on that and how terrible I am at social media and and talk a little bit about sex and and, and I want Kirsten to write a book. So if you have anything to contribute to Kirsten's book, after you listen to the podcast, you'll understand what I mean. If you have anything to contribute, you can email me, go to wifeotp.com and just send me an email there and I'll pass it on to her Um, because I think um, I think her book idea is a really good one. So anyway, as usual, I thought it was a really great conversation. So I hope you enjoy it. Uh, if you've read Girl, Wash Your Face, I hope you enjoy our discussion about that as well. So thanks for coming back every week and enjoy episode 36. I rode my bicycle past your window last night. So before we start talking about this book, we have to talk about our amazing weekend. Oh my God. Last weekend. It was awesome. It was amazing. Really, it was perfection. Really awesome. So what did we do? <laughs> Girl Scout camping. Woohoo! Sweet. Girl Scout camping trip. How many girls do we have? 21? 21. 21. Yep. 21 girls. Fifth, sixth, seventh, and, and ninth, ninth graders. graders. Yeah. yeah. Fifth, sixth, seventh, and ninth. We had a death hike. <laughs> Although no one actually died. No one died. No one was harmed in the making of this death hike. At least three people thought they were going to die. Oh, at least. It was like National Lampoon's vacation. <laughs> it was. We went to this Girl Scout property that had a, a quote map. That's a, that's a very liberal term, map. Yeah, to say that well, that was a map. It had a trailhead on it the was map. A sketch. It didn't have an actual trailhead. <laughs> it was yeah. a loose sketch. Yeah. Maybe that's why he wanted us to map it. Yeah, right? Oh, that's so funny. It didn't even occur to me. <gasps> Right? Yeah, the, the ranger wanted you to map uh, yeah. the property. Oh, this is why. This is why, right? Oh, that's funny. Well, the map on our quote map, there was a we we were we were working on this badge or this journey. It was an outdoor journey for all the levels that we had, and and one of the requirements is to take a hike, twenty minute hike, right? So I, when I had talked to the ranger. I had said, here's what we need. We need stargazing and we need a hike. And he went, oh, this is perfect property. I was like, awesome. It's 60 acres, 
surely that there's going to be some hiking because I'd been to this property before and I definitely did not see 60 acres. I, I saw a few acres, but not 60. So I was like, okay, well, I'm sure there's trails that lead away from the property. So there was on this quote map, there was this one section that said trailhead. It was like the entrance to a trail. I was like, awesome. That must be one of the hiking trails. It was the only trailhead on the quote map it's true and it was an entrance to a trail it was the entrance to a trail it may have been the exit as well it may have been a trail for a ram <laughs> it may have been a one totally. of the goats were supposed to be for there. a mountain goat it may have yeah. been a mountain goat trail it was kind of straight up and down it was kind yes. of up and down on the yep. edge of a cliff on the edge of a cliff next to an electric fence <laughs> yes. Okay, so it was maybe it was a death hike. Maybe it was maybe a death just hike. a little. Yeah, we had crowded cars. We need to get a cover of a couple of people. At least some carcasses right. up in uh, Kern County. But um, yeah, it was it was an interesting hike. It was like it was very fun. Up and down, up and down, up. It was a tough hike. It was tough. It was yeah. very it was tough. tough. Those tough girls hike. were not used to it. That's for sure. No. But not used to it physically or emotionally. Correct. The the emotional breakdowns that was happening on the reg <laughs> was pretty funny because I thought there was a, a small part of me inside where I, I was like, you're really crying over this? If you yeah. fall, it's dirt. You're not falling off a cliff. Right. There's no cliff. It's just a big hill. If you fall, you roll for a little bit. Except, of course, <laughs> not even because there's a million trees, and there was so you weren't going to go that far. It was the right. added excitement of the possibly electrified fence <laughs> that, <laughs> that took it to the next level. Which, by the way, was not electrified, <laughs> not at all. It was not electrified. <laughs> and then, and then, one but it only took us oh, I don't know, forty-five minutes into the hike to discover <laughs> that it wasn't actually electrified. Uh, it may not have been the most well thought out. You know, we had these evaluations. We had the girls fill out afterwards to see how we did, and one of them said. Maybe investigate the hike before yeah. you take the hike. And we we're like, yeah, 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 I got it, I got it, I got it. Ah, whatever. And one girl an did adventure. reach out on her fall. Yes. And grab the electric fence. The electric fence, yes. And that's how we discovered. And then another girl grabbed the stinging nettle plant. Yeah. And yes. had a handful oh. of stinging nettles. Yes. But the funny yeah. thing is that the girl who grabbed the stinging nettles, this is not her fault. She was legitimately she fell. tumbling and yeah. grabbed the closest thing. But. This child is the most likely to get thorns yeah, every, in her uh, out of any child I've ever met. Any that person. happened this weekend was with her. Yeah, I gave no medical care to anyone but her. Oh, I one have more. and one more. one more. Actually, there is one more. One more. Literally, Literally every pretty. time that child yeah. has been to my house, I have to keep the tweezers ready because <laughs> I'm like, "There's no. How did you even get this thorn or?" or it, Tweezer it's, at the ready. Yes. Yeah. She had a thorn on part? like her thigh. How do you even get a thorn on your thigh? I mean, were you rolling and we didn't know about it? That takes some effort. Like on the top Although, of your thigh. I got to tell you, she had the best she attitude. Had the best. Oh, yeah. she really she had did. She the best time. Was so yeah. good. Like, yeah. And yeah. the stinging nettles hurt. Like that is painful. No, I know. It and she not, really had a great attitude about so it. so good. She really was awesome. Yeah. She was for all kid. of her injuries. They're good For kids. all of her injuries and the death hike. <laughs> right. And, you know, my the ninth grade girls had part of their um, badge work was to make an emergency first aid kit. And boy, it came in handy, right? It did on that hike. Oh, yeah. yeah it was great. I needed it. There were tweezers. Yeah. There was duct tape to pull stinging nettles out of hands with. <laughs> we had no Which idea. you didn't know you could do, but it's yeah. possible. Oh, yeah. yeah, it was yeah. awesome. It was awesome to have made that and then to have used it like on and this to trip. to have like those girls use it. 
Yeah. Like that, The there was one girl who totally stepped up and was super helpful. Like it was very interesting. Yeah. There were some girls in that troop that really like came back to help kids who were struggling. Yeah. Like I, those girls are so awesome. Yeah, they, they are. They all have such good hearts. Yeah. It was really, It was I so really much fun. Them. And then one of my favorite parts was driving home. One of the kids in our car um, turned to the kid next to her. They were all so tired. We, I mean, nobody slept Friday night. They slept a bit Saturday night. It, we were exhausted. All this hiking. I see you. I see you. I'm patting Priscilla. Um, but she turned. They were all exhausted. They were just sacked out in the car. And she turned to the kid next to her and said, are you going on any trips in the next while where you'll have to learn a foreign language? And the kid was like, no. And she turned to the kid on the other side of her and said, are you going on any trips in the near future where you'll need to learn a foreign language? He said, no. Why? Are you? She said, no, I'm just making conversation. There was a lull. (laughs) (laughs) There was a lull. How funny. That's really funny. No, there was a lull. That's really funny. First question that came to my head. Yeah. Yeah. Just wondering, you studying a foreign language? How bizarre. Because they were in your car. They were like fifth grade, right? That was a sixth grader who asked that. But yeah. How funny. (laughs) It was really fun. fun. It was a fun trip. Thank you, ladies. It was a really great trip. Thank you. Thank you, because it was awesome. Thank you, you keener. (laughs) (laughs) It was next level Girl Scout camping. It was next level, but I think they loved it. Oh, they did. Oh, without a doubt. We all did. Yeah. Uh, they all now can uh, can wield a hatchet. So watch out. <laughs> if anybody sees any of the girls from our they troop. They might be throwing them. They might be throwing <laughs> them. Be throwing One girl them. asked, will we be throwing hatchets? <laughs> no. No. But we can chop some kindling. It was really fun. And I was glad to be there with, yeah. with you guys. It was really Me fun. Me too. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. We were a good awesome. team. I'm ready for another one. I mean, I not ready. like now. No, but I am like, too. I'm ready to do it again. Me like, too. It's, like, I, know, I feel like the more we do it, it's easier and yeah. harder but so worth it and so fun but i don't think it will be harder because we had a lot no. to accomplish this trip mm-hmm. because of all this badge work yep like if we repeated what we did without so many activities mm-hmm. you know even if we just had a weekend where we went up there and just let them loose actually you know what even if we repeated it with the activities they had so much downtime the activities yeah. were not that intense yeah no. it was it really like ambitious and yet they had before. a lot of good downtime i feel like now that we've done it if we did it again it'd be a breeze yeah i think so so uh, i think so i think they really enjoyed the cooking part yeah they all they cooked loved the meals i think they really enjoyed that so if so, we go again we'd just make it maybe more about that because even that, more yeah yeah because the meal cooking is is um time consuming it's, yes. it's not even labor intensive, really, because making those charcoal towers was super fast, really easy. Yeah, you just got to wait for you them just gotta to wait. get hot, and just, then you got to wait for it to cook. But yeah, yeah it was not hard. No, it's not hard. It's yeah. just time consuming. Right. So maybe, what do you think, Kathy? Should we go back in January, Martin Luther King Jr. weekend? I'm ready. I'm ready I actually too. looked ready on the too. calendar to see if it was open. Is it open? I think it is. Oh, Yes. Uh, well, it's I'm, really I'm hard it. to read the flipping calendar because, of course, Girl Scouts does not make anything easy. No, they um, don't. Because on the calendar, I don't even think things are labeled the way that they are. Like the ranch house was on there, but Amgen House. N- no, no, it was called something different, I think. Huh. And I was like, wait, I don't know what you're talking about. It was not clear. Huh. 
So that's why you have to call people. But I I still don't know. No, that's true. It is really frustrating. It is not a well-run organization. Some in some ways. In some ways, yeah, Yeah. it could use a lot of improvement. Like those those ways, you know. Something as simple as the ranger sent me a packet and then asked me for a form. He was like, "I need an attendance roster." I'm like. Could I get like a template for that? Why don't you just stick that in the form? I don't really know what you need on an attendance right. roster. Do you need like name, rank, and serial number? I don't know what you're <laughs> asking me for. So it would have been helpful if I'd gotten like a form just in his packet. And how hard would it be for him to just add that into the PDF file he already sent me? Right. Super simple. But stuff like that, they don't, I feel like they don't think through very thoroughly. That and like, why did you hire a ranger who is not certified to teach archery or ropes course, both of which you offer? Right. <laughs> like you, it's... Yeah, strange. But. You can use those items, but you bring your own person. Well, you're a, who? 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 Okay. Do, you, do you know anybody that's certified archery teacher? <laughs> I don't. No, I do not. Nope. I also don't know anybody who's certified for a ropes course. Nope. Maybe we should do that for some training, ladies. Maybe it's a good should. plan. <laughs> they offer the archery thing at Wallowi. The archery training? Yeah, not during that weekend, but they offer it at Josefo. I should say. Oh no way! Yeah, I'd do that. I have two bows. You have you can be certified. <laughs> How about it? <laughs> anyway, it was a great trip. We had it a, really was a very time. fun trip. I love Girl yeah. Scouts. I'm a dork that way. Um, <laughs> you are a dork. I am a dork. I am a dork. I'm a big fat dork, and I kind of like that that mm-hmm. way. So, um, um, can I ask a question? Yeah. Did anybody watch the YouTube spectacular of podcast party? No, did no. you? I did. Oh, oh my God! Did? How oh, was it? I didn't it? even know it was out. I did. Oh, you don't, clearly don't look at social media. No, it's on our Facebook. It's on oh. my Facebook, on Wife of the Party's Facebook, Shit. and it. I put Sorry. it out on Twitter. Clearly, I don't pay attention. I almost okay. texted you guys about it, but then I thought, oh, we need to be fresh for the podcast, and I will vomit out all my thoughts. Oh, oh vomit your um, thoughts! Tell. Vomit, vomit. So. Um, Wow, it was, we were absolutely right. All of those people were very, very young. And um, wow, we really stuck out. <laughs> like a sore thumb. Yeah, the three middle-aged ladies tromping out there after have our purses, though. Luigi on. or whatever. Um, one of the ones, the one that was about video games, I swear he told the Luigi character, Mario, whoever it was, yeah. um, the one in full costume, he told him to leave the stage and re-enter he's like oh let's try that again it'll be funnier this oh, way i was God. like are you kidding me <laughs> Oh, how funny. and then he did it again when he was on stage they were doing something and he said oh let's let's retake that like is i don't know what he thought like it's a film was set? happening <laughs> but um that's was, why they went long probably it was very oh, surreal hours i timed it it was 10 minutes exactly it was oh, really yes wow it okay. went really fast yeah it yeah. did go fast um, but we were supposed to have 15. Yes. Oh, I don't remember. Yeah, he told me we'd have 15 minutes. Uh, so. Probably ran long because that guy was doing re- Luigi. Because <laughs> Luigi couldn't get his lines yeah. right. Luigi couldn't hit the mark. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid Luigi. Um, yeah, it was... Other than that, how'd we do? We did fine. We did? We, yeah. We did. I mean, this is what we did. Yeah. Just, Which is what it is, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, good. Good. Oh, it's fine. Now I got to go watch it. I, I know I do it. too. It's on my Facebook if you're ever on Facebook. When I say that I watched it, it. <laughs> I did not watch the entire hour. I watched the beginning of each person's mm-hmm. podcast right. and I could not 
um, why, I mean, I, I don't play video games. Right, I right. don't, yeah, I had to nothing to lock into right. other than the costumed character, which I was like, okay, what is this about? Because right. that is bizarre. Right. I need to find out. But um, uh, Priscilla, if <laughs> yes. you can't calm down, you're going to have to leave. It sounds okay. like I'm having a heart attack. Right. It's actually because Priscilla is hovering over this mic. <laughs> so, well, l- just stop petting her and, and, and let her settle. Stop, pet, stop petting her. You just pet her again. <laughs> Priscilla. She's going to growl at me if I don't no. pet her. No. She's giving you that like evil eye. I know, right? This Leanne's is getting the death Mom. stare. I know, no. Lay down. You need to calm down. Lay down. <laughs> okay, so anyway, we'll see how she does. I may have to speak to her again. If not, she has to go out. See, now she'll lay down. Good girl, Priscilla. That's a good girl. Okay. Now she should be okay. She's just like a child. You have to just set the boundary and then see she's 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 working on that she's boundary. Trying. <laughs> she's trying to get back in the lap. Priscilla, I know it's Priscilla. Lay down. Okay, so we read this book, Girl Wash Your Face. Right? We did. Yep. Yes. Thoughts and feelings, ladies. Kathy. Uh, yeah, I can tell by your face. <laughs> Kathy didn't like it. I fucking hated this book. You did? Hated it more than I can imagine. Why? Hated it. I will say, I think a huge part of the reason I hated it is because I didn't actually read the book. I listened to the Audible. Oh. And it is... Um, did she read it's it? It's read by the author. Ah. Um, that would be a problem for me as well. And it was... I couldn't get beyond... Like the first... Not even the first chapter. Like the intro. I was like shut up oh my god first of all who what editor allowed this to be published because every single flipping sentence begins with i mm. i i i i mm-hmm. i and i was like oh i cannot listen to this mm-hmm. i tried really hard to like get through it was really hard to get through the book i yeah. felt like she was very preachy and mm-hmm. very like it was all about her it was super self-indulgent it was like you should be able to do this and you should do that and you should do it. and I was like oh I don't respond well to that like right. I don't like I, I had the same sort of yeah and rebellious then, like, attitude towards it where I was I like too. no don't tell me to do that yeah, yeah. fuck you yeah kind of and yeah. I yeah. literally at one point I was like shut up oh my god it was and I don't know that I would have felt that way if I would have read it. Like, right. particularly... You know, I felt that way reading it. Oh, okay. Well, maybe then I'm not so... I felt that way reading it. But I'm um, a glass half fuller. I did find value in the book. Yes. I will say Likewise. there was a couple of points at which I was like... Uh, you know, I didn't... There was nothing new or earth-shattering no. in this book. Like, it was not life-changing. It was not a Brene Brown book where you go, oh my God. But there were a couple of things where you're like, oh, that's actually a really good perspective. Right. Mm -hmm. Not that I haven't heard this before, but that's a really good way of um, looking at things. Can you remember what one was? But there was like two. One actually was really funny because it was in the beginning of the book and I can't remember. And because I don't, because I listened to it, I can't go back. Right. Um, But you had said... uh, I, there's a couple of chapters that remind me of you. And there was this point where I read it. I was like, ha, oh, that's funny. This is exactly what Leanne is talking about. Oh, this interesting. Is, yeah. Um, and I don't remember what it is without looking at the book. Let me see. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, but beyond that. Yeah, I, just, I felt I, I felt like not in every chapter, but in some chapter I could find a piece of advice I either knew and had forgotten or mm-hmm. wasn't at the forefront of my head, you know, and went, oh, that's a good reminder. Oh, this yes. is what it was. Uh, what yeah. was it? 
it was about um, the perspective about how you keep putting things off till tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And it was specifically the story where she was like, if you had a friend who you asked to do something and they didn't follow through or they were flaky or they forgot or whatever, at some point you'd be like, what the fuck? Like, why are we friends? Like, if you're not going to be there for me, what is happening in this relationship? Right. So how come you always disappoint yourself? Right. How come you don't make that doctor's appointment for yourself? Like, why do you allow yourself to be treated the way, like, you would never allow that in any of your other relationships. So why can you treat yourself so badly? Right. Essentially, I was like, oh, yeah, that's a really good point. (laughs) (laughs) We're back to the doctor's appointment. We're back to the doctor's appointment. Maybe what was talking about. (laughs) That was one of them that Uh, I was talking about. That was the one. That's Kathy Fromkin. Yes. There. And that's when I read it. I was like, oh, this is what she's talking Because Kathy about. would never let anybody down. Correct. Ever. I would never do that to anyone never. else. But Not to myself. Ever. You do it all the time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That was one of them. That was went, one of the things where you're like, oh, yeah, that's a really good perspective. Why yeah. the hell do you treat yourself so poorly when you would never treat another human that way? Yeah. Um, yeah, I liked that, too. Um, but that's what I did in a lot of her chapters was I had to disconnect uh-huh. From the me, 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 I, I, I part of it. Because really, in all honesty, part of that is valuable, I thought, mm-hmm. for someone like a senior in high school. Yeah. Like a senior yes. in high school could read this book and go, oh, okay, I see her pitfalls. I may actually make those same mistakes, which is part of life. So this is how she processes it, and this is how it looks on the other side. Absolutely. Because I, th- I think she's on the other side. I think that's a good point. Yeah. I think she's a 34-year-old woman who wrote this book, and part of me was like, fuck you, what do you know that I don't right, know? Right. Like you're, you know, <laughs> right. you're too young. You don't have the wisdom. You really don't have the wisdom at that age. But to, you're absolutely right. To give to a high school student, mm-hmm. sure, there's a lot of wisdom in there, the simple wisdom that's um, bite-sized. Um, yes. But... Yeah. Yeah. Easy to digest, appropriate because she's, you know, very Christian. There's yeah. nothing too uh, crazy in this book. Right. But I actually, when I was toward the end of the book, I thought to myself, I think I may give this to Georgia when she's like a junior in high school mm-hmm. and say, read this book because some of these experiences I've had myself. Yeah. I've been in a relationship with a guy I had no business being in a relationship with and compromising my own values and self to make this guy happy in a way that I would never act with someone else. And for her to know if she chooses to do that, that's normal. And that's kind of part of the process of growing up and dating. And to also know that it's not healthy and to it not come from me. You know, for it to come from yeah, someone yeah. else that has nothing to do with me or her I thought that might have some value. But for me today, it just kind of reminded me, oh, remember that about yourself. Even that that mm-hmm. statement that I read and thought about you, I applied that, that to me too. Yeah. I would never ask somebody to do some of the things I asked myself to do. You know, and then why do I do that? That's not healthy. Maybe I should reevaluate some of the things that I do or don't do for myself that I would or wouldn't do for someone else. But anyway, what, you, what, are you, what were you going to say? Kirsten? Yeah, I, I have all the same thoughts as you. I think that um, I feel like she ran out of steam because I was flagging any time that I highlighted something and thought, oh, I'll let's remember that. Sure, mm-hmm. that, that could be decent advice. It stopped at about page 134. <laughs> And then the rest of it, I was like, uh-huh, 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 yeah, yeah, uh-huh, yeah. uh-huh. And right. I read all of this, but right. it looks like I quit there. Right. Um, 
Yeah, there was a lot. It was too heavy on Jesus Christ for me. It was as well for me. It was. I will tell you when you're hearing it in your ear. I'm like, I'm sitting in fucking. Oh, church I can again. imagine. I would be pissed. <laughs> it yeah. was like it was so like. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. No. It. It, um, it was easier to, to gloss over when reading because yes. you could kind of skim. You can sort of like you have a different perspective. You're yeah. like, oh, I don't have to take it yeah. as seriously. Um, I. There were a few, I mean, the things that I liked, what I liked is, so she, it's, it's structured that each chapter is, so it's based on lies that we tell ourselves. So for Mm -hmm. example, chapter one is the lie, something else will make me happy. She goes, blah, blah, blah. She tells stories about her life, things that she thought would make her happy and then how it didn't. And, but the thing that I liked about this book is structurally at the end of each chapter, there's about a page that says things that helped me. And she just lists off the things. So it's the tangible takeaways from that chapter. I actually feel like I would have enjoyed the book a lot more just reading those takeaways mm-hmm. um, at the end of each chapter because, yeah, it's really simple, trite stuff that we all know, but it's it's good to um, reflect on and to just um, remind yourself like things that helped me. I stopped comparing myself. Well, no shit. We should all stop comparing ourselves. I surrounded myself with positivity and she goes on a little bit more in each of these, but I figured out what makes me happy and do those things instead of, and that's really basic. But I think again, for a teenager to go like, you know what? Hip hop dance class makes your friend really happy. It's, doesn't necessarily it doesn't mean that it has to make you happy right, like right. you you know girl scouts makes you happy or you know playing the guitar or spending time with animals or whatever that like find those things so it i liked that i liked the structure um i call bs on a lot of um her stuff she goes on and on i mean tell me if i just if this is just what i heard but she repeatedly says oh you know and i'm authentic and you go on social media yep. and you see all yes. these people yep. well have you been on her social media yep because no, I, I went was, on it yeah. it is yep. so fucking curated yep. it is so exactly Styled. what she's yeah. talking about that people go on and go wow i wish i had that life right when that life is unachievable mm-hmm. unless you have a full staff my yeah, hair she does my yeah. hair right now is still wet because guess what i busted my ass to be able to get to do this because i had so much work to do in my house to be able to sit yeah. down and talk to you guys for a couple hours and as soon as i leave you i don't come home until like 7 p.m. tonight. I'm leaving here from you and going from Dodger's appointment to pickup to pickup to softball practice to Costco to softball practice and back. That's there's no way I could do my hair like her. Every picture is so yeah. stylized. It's so stylized. That I I felt the same way too. I was like you are you are asking people to live an authentic life, but you are showing people something that's unachievable. And the thing is, right. it's fine if you want to show that being unachievable and go, guys, this is me living my best life and you know i i'm in curlers at home and i'm you know failing in all these different ways that's fine it's just that she goes on and on about how authentic and she really oh don't compare yourself to those people on social media she makes a point of saying those people who are just you know oh you take those out of your instagram feed you don't need reminders of this unachievable thing and then i went to hers and was like this is bullshit yeah right 100 percent bullshit (laughs) that really pissed me off yeah. Um, then I listened to two um, podcasts. Of her. So she has a podcast now with her husband. Oh, okay. And I thought, I'm going to dig deep. I'm going to do my research for you this You did thing. great. Way more than me. I know. Thank you, Leanne. Uh-huh. Um, 
Thank you. <laughs> um, so I listened to two so far, um, maybe two and a half. And so she has this podcast with her husband, and it's called the like Rise Up or Rise Together. Or, the rise podcast and um so it's all about this positive thinking and like ways to do better but i fucking if there's one thing that i hate about a self-help book it's the fucking lingo these are the words that come up constantly in her vocabulary and drives me fucking insane foundational intentional accountability manifesting core values blah 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 and they came up so many times that i wrote them down i was like okay i'm gonna write down the ones that irritate me it really pissed me off. Like I get it. If you are Brene Brown and you have a PhD in something and you're using a certain language, right. whatever, this girl is a hundred percent clear that she never went to college and she went, she came from a certain um, background, which is wonderful. And she yeah. has so much to bring to the table. Totally. But when you start throwing that lingo around, like you're a guru, it, it really, that really grated on me. Mm-hmm. It really chapped my hide. Yeah, I know what you mean. I felt like, too, um, a little lack of humility. A little? uh, Yeah, I felt a little (laughs) lack of humility. But, you know, the flip side of this, as I was reading this book, I was thinking to myself, for a Southern Baptist person who's in a rut, or it doesn't have to be Southern Baptist, but some kind of, like, really religious, I go to church every Sunday person, this would really resonate with them, I think, because she is so faith-based in, in a lot of what she talks about. Sure, yeah. And I'm not, I'm not into a faith, but I thought, that's really great because I have never read a self-help book that talks about, and I go to church, and I go to church all the time, and church is really important to me, mm-hmm. and I read the Bible, and the Bible this. And I thought, for a certain part of our country, this is really great because a lot of people, at least a lot of people where I grew up, don't read any kind of self-help book. That's why she's wildly successful. They think it's mambo-jambo, you know? They think it's a bunch of crap. And when you start using all those terms that you're talking about she uses, they stop listening. But to pair it with the church chatter, I think that might be a great way for people who maybe wouldn't normally read a self-help book might. Um, So outside of myself and my circle, I thought that was really um, smart of her, really savvy of her to and and I think that is a big part of who she is is that she actually I think she really does go to church well that's the genuine part yeah that's the genuine well her father was a Pentecostal minister yeah so and her grandfather was as well so she really comes by that honestly in her blood yeah yeah so I, I really applaud her for that for not being afraid to say I'm really religious and I have learned all these lessons and they sort of have something to do with each other and they sort of have nothing to do with each other at the same time. I, I thought that was really brave of her to be willing to have people like us read it and go, could you just not say Jesus Christ one more time, please? <laughs> uh, you know, and but we still got at least a couple of messages out of this book. Uh, you know, where you go, oh, okay, you know, maybe I don't treat myself the way I treat other friends. And I should mm-hmm. look at that. And maybe, maybe this would, I mean, I really am going to give this to Georgia. I mean, she's at Catholic school. That's actually a really good perspective because I do feel like it is for people who maybe don't have nearly as much experience or who haven't read a million other self-help books. Right. Like, because it really does feel very regurgitated. Yes. Like there's nothing new. Nothing except new. If you're 17, the right. whole world is new. Right. Do you know what I mean? That is a whole different ball game. 
and I couldn't give mm-hmm. Georgia Brene Brown. Did she would never read right. that book or right. or the you know not at seventeen, not at seventeen, or or even at sixteen, yeah, fifteen, whatever. yeah. But um, and she would never read Deepak Chopra or Eon Levin's aunt. All that she would never get it. She not at that she's age. She's not mature enough. At some point, but maybe, I feel but like part of what this book could do for a young lady like that is set their brain in the right direction. Like they may not have all the answers, but to say. Look how many times and how many lies I told myself when I was younger. And you're probably going to do some of this too. And that's how you learn and how you grow. So whatever you're processing through, all the negative stuff, all the bad choices you're going to make is totally normal. And you can process through that. And, and, you know, this is how this woman processed through each of those things. Because I kept reading stuff going, oh, I totally did that when I was like 20. Oh, yeah, I totally did that when I was, like, first moved to New York City. Right. So, you know, for that part of your life, I think it would be a good book. Because, like you said... Oh, yeah, I probably would have enjoyed yeah. it in my 20s. Maybe maybe right. even in my 30s, dare yeah, I say. But. Yeah, yeah. But now I feel older and wiser, faster, <laughs> more wrinkly, more, more able been, to... Been through more. Identify and like, the bullshit. Yeah. And, um, you know, good for her that she's so successful. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Good I for mean, her. That's another thing that was... It's very aspirational to go, like... You know, there, there's the negative side of me that's like, who the fuck are you to write this book, self-help book? <laughs> right? Who are you to tell me this stuff? But then there's the positive side going like, you go, girl. You, who are you to do this? And she's made this huge empire yeah. for herself. She has 11 employees and, um, you know, she's doing really well. She's got a gazillion She's doing what she loves. Fans. She's super happy yeah. about it. Yeah. yeah. That's great. That is definitely something to yeah. aspire to. It is. But. And she was able to kind of make lemonade out of lemons yeah yeah. every and in at least 20 different ways that she was lying to herself and she made that lemonade i thought that was really a good thing to take away as well um but i'm like you i kept going i cannot stand reading this book i am going to just make the good part is the chapters are short and it's really short. It's yeah, 215 it's, pages, and those are light pages. Like, they are. I mean, sometimes, I, I don't know, I look at this in books when it's like at the end of a chapter, and sometimes there's like a whole blank page in yeah. between chapters because there's like two sentences on one. So it yeah. is a very yeah. light yeah. book. Easy read. Yeah. yeah. It's fast read. She and, and her writing style is very easy to understand. There's no like big big words that you can't you know wait let me read that sentence one more time i don't think right, i ever did that complicated right it's super simple really yeah. fast read and i mm-hmm. did get a lot out of it in that let me see if i could be more specific i should have marked a bunch of stuff down um i flagged a shitload um uh the you know what really i liked about her is um the stuff about uh, i'm bad at sex that um that chapter mm-hmm. was was awesome. I actually that's so interesting because that's where I was like, nope, I'm out. Funny, yeah. So huh. I'm bad at sex. I had so this is what Bert and I've talked about this a lot. I had a date rape in college, and that's very traumatic. And I kind of buried it in my psyche for years, right? And I was very abstinent for a time in those years so I think I was just a wreck right and then when it unearthed itself I was in therapy and I was working through it and everything I I was sex for me was about conquering it wasn't about pleasure it was about something else 
And I think it was from that trauma because my sex life before that trauma was very healthy. I mean, my first time having sex as a virgin was the sweetest experience, like like the storybook experience of losing your virginity to a virgin. So it was like, it couldn't have been a more perfect experience. And all my experiences with sex before that trauma were very appropriate and loving and, and great, right? So after that trauma, I think I disconnected from sex emotionally a bit because I wanted to have it. Um, I wanted it to be good. I wanted it to be fixed. And so I would just do it. Not I was a slut, but, but I mean, like I would have I wasn't holding myself back from having sex with my boyfriend or whoever I was dating. I was never promiscuous as a person. So we got married and I was still the same kind of driven sexually driven person where it was about something maybe not as healthy as as what it should have been and then when I started realizing that I am in this relationship forever this is sex forever with this man it became very vulnerable and very scary and so I would be like yeah I don't know if I want to do that right now yeah, I, I think I'm kind of bad at that. I've kind of forgotten how to do that. Like, I don't really know how I'm supposed to be in this situation. And it shifted for me. And so I had to sort of rebuild my sexuality with my partner. And in when I was reading this chapter, when she was saying, oh, I'm bad at sex. I, now, I don't agree with her that you should have sex every single day. I think that's <laughs> insane. Lord, who has that kind of time? Who has time? <laughs> I don't have time. Who has that kind of drive? <laughs> I don't want to fuck every day. I don't want to. Sorry. Even now that I'm in a healthier place with it, I, I, I you know, I'd rather, I'd, I just don't want to every day. But that really resonated with me because I went, huh, you know, we did get it. I did get really lazy. I got really lazy because I, it was something I had to work on um, because of my past trauma. Now, I don't think she had any kind of trauma or any reason. She was just exhausted and had kids and stuff. But that resonated with me where I went, we, I really had to make a conscious effort to go, okay, let's, let's fix that part of our, of, of me really. And, and as a result of our marriage, nothing was really wrong, but it wasn't really like, awesome either because I, I I had not in so long been in this place where I felt totally safe you know this was really a long time ago we've we've had all these kind of kinks worked out for years and years and years but when I read her chapter I was like okay I understand I understand what you're saying about kind of shifting your perspective about sex uh, because I definitely had to shift my perspective about sex to be able to heal myself sort of Hers wasn't about healing. I think it was about just getting back on track. Right. But I would imagine that happens to so many people who have children. And all of a sudden they're like, tick tock, it's been six weeks since we've had sex. And the man's resentful and the woman's like, I forgot how to do it. I don't even know how to do it. And your boobs are about right. food. Everything doesn't feel right. Your vagina's all blown out. Your <laughs> boobs are the source of food for somebody. I don't want him sucking on my boobs. I'm feeding a baby with these things. Right. You know, I, I had those feelings too. And like my vagina doesn't even feel like my vagina felt like before I had babies. So now I can't even feel the things I was feeling before. Like nothing's working the same. It was very, and for me to have had the trauma and then to have all this like, what the fuck is happening? Now everything's, nothing's working right. Will it ever work right again? Really freaked me out. 
it was a big process for me that I didn't really realize was happening when I was in it until after. I was like, oh, wow, that was really lot. That was a lot. Good thing I was in therapy. <laughs> that was really smart that I stayed in therapy that whole time. But anyway, her, I'm bad at sex. I was like, okay, I, I can see how you feel that way. And even some of the, I don't know how to be a mom and I'm not a good mom, I resonated with those chapters too, where I went, okay, I felt definitely felt that way in the beginning. I wish I could give myself advice then, you know, yeah, right. from now going, you know, actually everything's, you're doing a really You'll good job. Fine. Yeah. Yeah, everything's fine. Anyway. I feel like um, w- one thing that I got out of this, that she was so like, who the hell are you <laughs> to do this? Um, it made me think I should just, we should all just write a list of like our advice. Like if I were to write a self-help book, like what's the advice and not write the book, but just like write the one-liners of right. it. Like that, you know, if you, um, sometimes at a wedding or a baby or a, like a wedding yeah, shower yeah. or a baby shower and they ask you for a piece of advice right. and then you look at those and it's like, oh wow, this is really good advice. Yeah. Some of it's really good. Some of it you're like, whatever. But if you have your advice, like all the things that have been told to you or that you would tell somebody else and just have like a one sheet of it and, you know, edit that and just read it on a semi-regular basis because there's a lot of advice that I would give to my children that again, I'm not necessarily following through on because yeah, it's the advice, but I don't, I'm not yeah. taking the time to process it, Yeah, but to just look at your one sheet and go, yeah, damn, I've got some good ideas. Yes, yeah, let's follow exactly. through with that. I feel like that could be really helpful. It could. Why don't you publish a book like that, Kirsten? Just ask people in our neighborhood to give you one lines <laughs> one of advice, line. and then you can go, you can publish a book called advice The, one- yeah. the One-Liners. <laughs> the One-Liners, yeah. <laughs> That's a great yeah. idea for a book, actually. I would buy it that book. Book, actually, yeah. I would buy that book. You should do that. All right, well, you're a writer. One copy already. <laughs> I'll buy that book totally. Um, she had also a, a good ad, uh, exercise advice in here at some point where she recommends instead of, we always focus on the accomplishments that we haven't done, like oh, I haven't made a million dollars by such and such age. Oh, I haven't, yeah. you know, uh, bought a I, house. And she says, write a list of your accomplishments. So I did that. that. You did? Um, awesome. Yeah, I did that. She said that, you know, when she does this in workshops that women are crying or whatever. I did not have that experience. It was, <laughs> I was kind of like, yeah, I knew I did these things. But it was nice to look at it and go, okay, I've I've done some shit. Right. It's like yeah. that one sheet. Like sometimes yeah. I feel like this stuff, like you just need to be reminded. Yeah. Yeah. It's not again not earth shattering but like Absolutely. you do forget you just get mm-hmm. so sucked into your daily life that sometimes you just need to hear it over again yeah. even though you already know it yeah and yeah. sometimes hearing it now in a subtle way is easier than hearing it when you're in a crisis Absolutely. Well, there's certain yeah. pieces of advice you hear over and over and over again, and there's only certain times in which you actually hear it. That's true. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. like you have to be in the right place to actually yeah. internalize That's a good that point. Advice. And that's why, so, I guess that's why a self-help book, even though ultimately any of the ones, I mean, I feel like we're doing the same podcast that we've done like how many yeah. times this year where we're like, okay, it's all been said before. Right. Yes, yeah, true. Um, but you're right. There are just certain times when a certain thing will hit you and it can be as trite as can be. And people have said it a million times before, but suddenly you're like, yeah, that makes sense. Right. Like all of a sudden it's that light bulb from the yeah. last book, right? Yeah. The lightning bolt. Yes. You know, where you're like, but I've, you've said that a thousand times or I've heard it a thousand times, but for whatever reason, this moment, it just right. hits me. Yeah. Like this so. is one that hit me in this book, which I've heard a million times before. Um, 
in her things that help me section, it was, we often become whomever we surround ourselves with. And at the moment, it was hitting me that there was negativity that was really hitting me um, from someone. And I was like, oh, maybe I need to just take a step back right now because I'm... you can't help but become negative, even if it's just complaining about that negative person. Right. That's the negativity. Yeah. Um, That's interesting. Yeah. You know, the other, the other chapter that hit me was I should be further along by now. Yes. I say that to myself all All the the time. time. And I thought of you actually in that chapter, I should be further along by now. And then when I say that out loud, I go, but why? Yeah. Why do you think that? Right. That's stupid. Like if you would say that to me, I would go, why would you think that? You're exactly where you're supposed to be. But to myself, I go, you should be further along by now. You should have right. 50,000 people downloading your podcast. <laughs> you should already have lost 10 more pounds. You should, you know, but why? Why are we so kind of punitive on ourselves and measuring as to where you are in life? Why? Is it an American thing? Is it? A no. female thing? Is it a human thing? What is it that makes us measure so much and then be punitive with what you what your discovery is? Because like you said, you made a list of all your accomplishments. If I made a list of my accomplishments, my head would blow off. I would be like, wow, I've done a lot. What am I worried about? But I feel that way a lot. I should be further along. Yeah. I should already have this well, up and see, running. I feel like it's Me the too. punitive part because like part of that is goal setting. Like yes. if you want something, then it's good. You should have a goal. You should be achieving something, yeah. growing in some way, whatever that might be. Yeah. Um, it's the punitive part. Like, why am I not already there? Yes. Like that's really the, the part that's not healthy. Right. Like if you have the goal, then you're going to get there. You're going to achieve it at some point. Like right. if you keep striving and whatever, you can get there. Maybe that's the glass half empty part of us. You know what I mean? Maybe. That like, why I should already, already be there. Or the anxious part, or the hungry part, or Maybe. or the low self-esteem part, where you go, see, you are a failure, because you're not already there. <laughs> but the truth is, you're on a journey, I guess. So yeah. when you does it matter when you get there? It's the journey that's the fun part, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That one, that one hit me too, that chapter. Uh, I should yeah. already be there right. by now. And I, you know, a million things came in my head. I should have already written my first blog. I should have already, I should have already rewritten that pilot Burton I wrote. I should have already made these secret time pajamas that I, I, I've been dragging my feet on. I should have already, you know, it was just so many things that came in my head when I was reading that chapter that maybe I'm just too busy. <laughs> maybe that's what I should conclude. Maybe well, that, I need to say That's advice that I would put in my one sheet. You can do anything but you can't do everything. That's right. true. Yes. Well, you need to start writing this book. <laughs> I have a lot I can give you for the book. I just want quotes. <laughs> Leanne Kreischer. <laughs> From Leanne Kreischer. Right? Wife of the party. Right. Wife of the party. Wife of the party. Wife of the party. Visit for everything else right. except so the book. So Leanne gets a page. In <laughs> she has 97 pages. Yeah, just one there. page? It's all of her no, credentials. I get a lot. I get, yeah. a lot. I get a lot of pages. We can co-write this. I was, as you're doing this, I was go, oh, Touch a piece of paper one time. There's an advice. <laughs> yeah. I was like rolling these advices. Like, I'm going to start writing them down for her. <laughs> you should do that book. That's a great book. <laughs> it's a fun book. <laughs> Why are you I laughing? I was joking about it. No, I don't joke. joke. Do it. You should be farther along by now. <laughs> <laughs> this book. Fuck you, Leanne. 
<laughs> I mean, you came up with it five minutes ago. Shouldn't you already have it published? <laughs> Come on. What are you waiting for? I would totally buy that book, though, seriously. And if you ask people in this neighborhood, they will tell you. Just send me a quick email of the one piece of advice you would give your teenager, the one daughter. T- t- okay, I will son. commit right now you should to do send that. that email. You should do That's that. That's I will commit to doing. You will have a ton of info. You will. And you can, yeah, you're great at writing it. Be prepared. Anyone else also could send it to wifeotp.com, uh, the contact, <laughs> and awesome. I will forward it to Kirsten because that is great. You know, mm-hmm. there's a, uh, one of my magazines I subscribe to has two pages. I think it may be HGTV. That is exactly that. They'll have a topic. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. And then it'll be um, like, what, how do you... How do you fix lunch boxes? Yeah, I feel like a couple uh, of magazines have that. I think Oprah has a page like that and like maybe Real Simple and Oh, maybe it's Real else. Simple. Yeah. And it was HD. Uh, it's yeah. one of those bigger in size magazines. Yeah. You know, Real Simple and HDTV are kind of bigger than the regular magazine in yeah. size, like in like width and height. Yeah. And um, I read those pages every time because there's yeah. inevitably one or two where I go, that's really that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you're just doing that. I mean, not just, <laughs> but that's really yeah. what that is. Well, you know what appeals to me most? One of the things when I read this, I thought, I don't like, I feel resentful when it's one person telling me what to do. Yeah. When this 34-year-old is telling me (laughs) what to do. But. I think we're we're slowly sailing into ageism, Kirsten. (laughs) But I do not feel that with, like, for example, someone like a Gretchen Rubin, who Mm -hmm. also is in the self-help realm, but who is not aspiring to be a guru. She's a researcher. Mm -hmm. So her thing is, I do the research, I write out the stuff, and you, you know, this is what I found in my research. Like, this is very, like, I'm telling you what to do. Yes. Whereas Gretchen Rubin is not like that. No, it's it's just like, here's the information, and you you do with it what you will. I had the same visceral reaction to Gretchen Rubin as I had to this woman. Yeah. Everything I read in Gretchen's book, I was like, I cannot... I I I I would not be interested in meeting you ever. But I think I did get stuff from her book that yeah. I learned mm-hmm. from, but her the way she wrote, I also felt condescended to. Oh, I don't know why. So I had the similar yeah. reaction to her like she's saying, "Well, you just need to do this." And yeah. I was like, "Well, not everything fits yeah. in a box." Yeah, yeah. I don't fit in that box. Maybe I am that box, but I'm not admitting to fitting in that box. Yeah. I am an achiever, whatever that thing I was. I'm a rebel. I don't like to be told I want to, to be do. a rebel. But apparently I'm a control freak, according to my 14-year-old daughter. I am a control freak. But you know what? That's what keeps this train moving forward in this house. Could you imagine if Bert were in charge of this train? That's what gets this 14-year-old to be a successful 19-year-old. So, let's hope. deal with it. Yeah. Jeez. 14-year-olds, man. Oh, there is a death of me. Mine's going to be the death of me. I think they might all be. Lately. Lately. This week. Anyway. Well, I think you should write that book for real. (laughs) Just think about it like this. Oh, no, no. It's like, oh, maybe I shouldn't be giving away this great idea. It's like chicken soup for the soul. You know how many editions (laughs) of chicken soup for the soul there was? Chicken soup for the teacher. Chicken soup for the doctor. Chicken soup for the teenager. For the toddler. Yeah, there's a chameleon of them out there. (laughs) Is there chicken soup for the chicken? (laughs) Maybe. There should be. Run. (laughs) (laughs) It's a one page. Run. Now. That's a one sheet for for Henrietta. Run. (laughs) Don't be dinner. There's your one sheet. (laughs) 
anyway, I mean, I think you could really work on that. I think, and as okay. much as you're so much better at social media than I am, actually, somebody <laughs> on my Facebook, really nice lady, had uh, all this praise for myself, and she was like, "I think you need to step up your social media game." And I was like, <laughs> "Oh, the you're shame!" Like, yeah, Kristen told me that last week. The shame. <laughs> I was like, I wanted to say to her. I can't even spell social media. I don't even know what half of that shit means. I don't know how to do anything. So hire Kirsten as your social media manager. No, she's always like, I took this great picture that would be great for your social media. And right I'm here, like, post it. But I don't even know what that means, okay? I mean, I sort of know what that means, but I know that I'm really, that that would be what would help me grow more of an mm-hmm. audience. But I really am kind of not creative in that area okay and i watched my husband do it like last night bert just on a fluke goes isla lay down in front of the refrigerator so funny. how funny was that oh my lay god. down in front of the refrigerator and i'm gonna shoot the water from the refrigerator into your mouth oh my right god. so and he's recording it for social media i would never think to do that i would just do the activity but you can't compare yourself to bert he's been living that life for a very long time yeah and you're yeah. He's yeah. a very different, different you're perspective not, trying true. to be Correct. the funniest person like, you don't have to compete i don't have to try I am the funniest person in this house because I'm not neurotic and constantly worried about a plane crashing. But anyway, yeah, you're right. I shouldn't compare myself or compete with Bert. Right. It's not That's competing even. No, it's but just like that my brain not doesn't even work like that. Your like mile marker. Do you know what I mean? No, not like, even close. He shouldn't be. You need to look at somebody else, like a more realistic perspective on what it. But not even that. I don't think about like, oh, this would be a moment. Yeah. Okay. You I know, got something for you. Like the stump. How about this? Who was this? it to tell me to take a picture her. of the stump? I would I'm tell you. Got to hire her. So I will. Um, I don't have any money. I'm deficit funding this podcast. I, I will give you her. ideas. I will take Sorry, pictures you just of sold things her and a give book. you ideas so it's for um, social media if you get on my ass about writing a book. Okay. Maybe not this see? book, but we'll see. <laughs> We shall see. What do you mean? Maybe not this book. Well, I know no, you will she write what I writing. say because I am a control freak. I am demanding. Let me put it this way. The first thing I thought of was I could write that book. I would totally write that book. And then I went, no, you can't do that. That's Kirsten's idea. You got to inspire her to write that book because that book should be in the world. We could write the book together. No, I don't want to do that because that's your idea. I feel bad about that. <laughs> That's it's your idea. You should write the book because you're really a writer. I mean, I well, that's about really a writer too. I'm really a writer too, but I'm really a writer in a different way, sort of. (laughs) Oh my god! I write with my toes. Where is this conversation going? I should be farther along by now. (laughs) Oh my god! (laughs) Whatever, we can talk about that. But I don't want to read this damn book again. Anyway, what? What? I need need to read this this again. Are you saying I learned nothing? You're telling yourself lies. I'm telling myself lies. I really, it's not a lie that I'm not very good at social media. That is the truth. I'm not. Um, Just posting it to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram when Halston puts the podcast up, I'm like, oh God, I I hope that's all good. I mean, and I look at it and I go, there's this like week long void of anything happening on my social media because let me put it this way. I'm going on a trip for 10 days. I'm having to get three people to take different sections of the time that I'm away. So I sat down last night and typed out what needs to happen in the 10 days that I'm gone for my kids, for my dogs, for my house, for my husband, right? What needs to happen? That document was 17 pages long. And my sister-in-law read it this morning and she went, no wonder you have no free time. You have no free time. And I went, Freaking amen, lady. I have no free time. So when you 
actually put on paper what your day-to-day is, it was kind of alarming. Where I went, it's a wonder I can do anything. It's a wonder I can do this podcast. Uh, not to mention the fact that I run Bert's entire merchandise company. I'm on every email that comes in for his business for any reason at all. I, I respond to as many emails as I can that come in through his website and my website. And I, I, I not to mention just being a, a mom and with softball practice and play practice and art practice. I was like, when I wrote it all down, I was like, I I really don't have any free time until 9 p.m. and a little pocket here and there during school, which is when I usually do my work for Bert is during that pocket of time. Not to mention we're looking for a new truck. Not to mention we're looking for a new space for podcasting. Almost all of that is me, not all of it. Bert's doing some of it. But the fact of the matter is he's not here, so he can't go look at a property. So I have to. And and with the cars, he's doing a lot of the heavy lifting with the cars, but I still have to show up and test drive and figure that out. It's just a lot. So then I go, when in the hell am I going to think? It's not even that I don't... It's that I don't have the bandwidth to think in a social yeah, media that's they call that well, mental so, load right I it's think. one more thing that's just being added to your plate yeah i don't have space for it right. my bandwidth is full so then i go well i would love to offload some of this to someone else but then that's another task i have to sure. now i have to find a person so now there's another task on top of this other task i'm just trying to not drown that's an i've been saying for months to my therapist i need to hire someone to help me i've been saying it to halston i've been talking about his girlfriend helping me and I can't seem to find the time to really uh, hire somebody to say, here's what I need. I need you to drive this many days a week to pick up my daughter. I need you to, you know. I think yeah, you're you not finding just it, did it. But right? Yeah. Like you just wrote a 17 page document. So now it's actually in writing the things that could be offloaded. So you've Some actually of it. sort of started that process unwittingly. You're right. Because mm-hmm. you have to do this for this trip. You're right. Right? So that's the beginning. Maybe the beginning sure. is there. So now you can even have the conversation. Right. That's with somebody. True. That is true. It isn't a very organized and concrete fashion now. Yeah. Now I can go back and it put the stuff I need help with like during school hours would be grocery store, Costco, pick up the dry cleaning, you know, that kind of the minutiae of life that I don't really care about, but Wait it has to be what done. What happened to the um, Instacart? Instacart. I still do that. I do Instacart. I do Costco online. I still do that stuff too. But sometimes there are things like that that need to be offloaded course, to yeah. people, you know? But you, so you're just, you're about to have a giant flight, a couple of giant long mm-hmm. flights. Yes. When you are a captive audience mm-hmm. on an airplane, and you'll do some sleeping, mm-hmm. but you're going to have a ton of time to, you could set aside a block, an hour, a couple of hours right. of that time to go, you know what, what can I offload? What am I comfortable offloading? Because right, right. I think another thing is happening. I think because yes. you are so competent. <laughs> yes. um, and, and a bit of a control freak. And, yes. <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah. also that you're a good mom. I think that there's a part of you that's going, well, I don't know if I want somebody else picking my kids up. No, or, I don't. Or, 
you know, or yeah, doing the whatever that, things. That's the connection. Yeah. Yes. When you're driving, that's when you connect. Or I feel like I do. Uh, maybe, in yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Yeah. You know, it's when you chit chat and yeah. catch up and things come out. Yes. Yeah. It exactly. Because once they get right. home, then it's all about homework and yeah. about all the schedule that they have and yeah. you have, and yeah. it's not that. I'd rather hire someone to run my social media than hire someone to take care yeah. of my kids. That's yeah. really what it is. I'd rather, but we. I mean, I don't. This doesn't have an income. So how do I justify hiring somebody, which is the thing that I need to get this podcast to a place where it makes an income? It's a hard, it's like a, uh, I need to do it until it can sustain itself is the way I feel in my brain. Even though I know Bert's podcast sustains this and open tabs, no problem, effortlessly, and could probably take on that cost too. But, um... But then you do offload the stuff that you don't care about. So don't offload the trip to school. Offload the Costco trip. Or yeah, the, yeah, yeah. You know what I, mean? what I mean? Like yeah. offload that stuff. Yeah, that's what I mean. Mm-hmm. I would offload the social media because I don't enjoy it. No, but what yeah. I'm saying is offload the other stuff so that you can step up your social media game uh, I see. so that eventually yeah. you could offload it because you'll have more subscribers or whatever the hell that works. I don't know how that works. Ask her. She knows. Barely do. More tweeters. Or is it tweeters? I don't know. I don't know. Twats? No, it's not that. It is not. (laughs) Hey, twats. If you have more than one twat, you are in trouble. (laughs) Maybe that's what she called our listeners. In the beginning, Bert was like, you need to find a name for your listeners. Like how Mark Marion goes, hey, what the fuckers? Hey, what the fucksters? What the fuck buddies? Maybe I can be the twatters. Oh, my God. No. (laughs) Who wants to be that? Uh, Oh, we're all a little bit of a twat. There's a little twat in all of us. I don't think people want to admit that, though. <laughs> well, then they really need this self-help book. The lies they tell themselves. So it's a lie that there's not a little twat in everybody. Come on. What does twat even mean? Is it the same as cunt? Oh, I no, think so. I, I right? don't know. I, guess. I don't know either. I don't Sorry, know. Aunt Carol. If you're listening, I just said a little bunch of curse words. Sorry, Aunt Oh, Carol. the vulgarity. Anyway. Oh, boy. Well, okay, so we I'm going to keep you on task with the book, and you're going to keep me on task with social media. Yes. Okay. Correct. That sounds good. I like that plan. See, something came out of this book after all. Something came out of this book after all. And for me to actually get some time on those massive flights, I will have to get Sandy drunk not and talk. passed out. That's why you're going to be sleeping. I don't know if she's going to be like, oh, you're working on social media? No problem. Uh, you're making a list of things you need to do at home. I don't know if you've ever been on a trip she with Sandy. May not <laughs> no, be no, like no, that. No, I don't think that will work. We'll try, though. We'll try. We'll see. I'm kind of excited about this trip. I'm going to Vietnam. So, um, and she's got this itinerary that changes daily. Every day she goes, okay, here's what we're going to do now. (laughs) We're going to Ho Chi Minh City, and then we're going to some other Asian word, and then we're going to some other Asian word. And I'm like, I don't even know what that word is. Is that a city or is that like a car? I don't know what you're talking about, where we're going. So, but I guess Haname Bay, I think it's called, is one of the seven wonders of the world. I didn't know that. Did you know that? No. It sounds familiar. It sounded familiar to me too, but we're going to go see that. Awesome. I can't wait to see. It's going to be be beautiful. It's going to be an awesome trip. I'm a little worried. Is that the bridge with the giant hands that looks like? I have no idea. I don't know. So Sandy says to me the other day, so um, Sandy is Chinese. She speaks Cantonese. We're going to Vietnam, where some people speak Cantonese, but most people speak Chinese or, or, I mean, uh, Vietnamese are actually French. so she says well i want to go in this one place it starts with an s there's this beautiful hike that goes to this temple 
but it's really rural. So nobody's going to speak Cantonese there. So I'm just going to nod until they start doing what is the right, th- what I want. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what? Wow. It's, it's your own personal death hike. Yeah, right? It's my own personal <laughs> oh my death God. hike. I'm like, I'm going to end up in a Hanoi jail, <laughs> like tortured, my feet cut off because she's just going to nod until they start doing what is the right thing she's gonna be nodding sacrifice the white girl it's fine it's okay take the white girl (laughs) she she eats dog she loves dog you know like that i'm uh, that concerned me a little bit today when she called me yesterday and was like so i'm just gonna nod until they until they like do what i want them to do and i'll just shake my head no if we're going the wrong direction somehow I'm like, oh my god. Okay, so <laughs> I may have bitten off more than I can chew. I can't here. help but strategize your life here. So, <laughs> Sandy is going to be working though. One day. Oh, she's well, working one day. One day out of ten days. Are you serious? She was taking a ten day trip of which she needed to work one day. She also has to find her uncle, who has been missing. And they hired a, a private detective to find him because she has to deliver caress soap to him. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> She told me she has to deliver $2,000 in cash. Okay, this is, that is the book that you're going to write. <laughs> this trip. Oh, my it's God. It's Vietnam. Oh. Vietnam. The Vietnam cast. Oh, my God. But she's delivering a suitcase in which there will be $2,000 chocolate and caress soap. And she said to her a mother. missing man. Right? To a missing <laughs> man. They've found him now. Oh. So she at least knows that he's living in Ho Chi Minh City, I think. So she said we have to go see him at some point. And and I was why like, are you going for ten days if it's one well, day of business? Why is she going for ten days? Because she wanted to go for ten that's days. Because that's how Sandy works. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Ten days was a bit long for me, but Bert was like, no, no, no. If you're going over there, you need to really see yeah. everything. Yeah. But Sandy yeah. had already planned this trip for herself, and then Bert was like, oh, you should take Leanne with you. And she was like, oh, I'd love that. And Bert was like, okay, then she's going. And I was like, wait, 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 wait. There's a whole household that has to run here without me. I have to make sure I have sitters. and It's going to be great. And it's fine. I've got it all handled. But I'm yeah. happy for you because I feel like there, just a few podcasts back, you were talking about how I haven't been anywhere. I've only been to Mexico and to um, London, London. And Italy. Yeah, yeah. Um, you're right. And yeah, you were just. It's going to be awesome. It's I'm really looking forward amazing. to it. Yeah. It is the little, you know, anything Sandy does is a little <laughs> refugee. So <laughs> I guess we're sleeping on a boat one night. We're That's sleeping awesome. on a train one night, an overnight train. She said the train oh. is rough. Uh, she was like, I don't know if you can handle the train. I was like, girlfriend, I lived in five trailers. I think I can handle a train in Vietnam. Vietnam's like the redneck of Asia anyway, is what Bert said. <laughs> They're like the rednecks of Asia. And I was like, fit perfect. Right in. I'll fit right in. I just don't want to eat dog. Other than that, I'm good. I feel really bad if I ate dog. Um, but anyway, I'm excited for that trip. Yeah. Awesome. But you can carve out, you can silence Sandy for an hour on a plane. I mean, the, like how long is the plane? Like 14 hours. Okay. 14 hours. I'm going to sleep eight, hopefully. Yeah. But you can carve out an yes, hour, even right. in an airport. You have yeah, to wait right. a lot, around a lot, a lot for an international flight like that. You can carve out an hour. Yeah, you're right. To I can just do that. to even just have a list of like all you you already have your documents. So all the things that you do in a day, things that I like on the list, things that I don't like. Yeah, yeah. Things that she's awesome. keeping you on track already. I know, right? Yeah. See, it's good. a whip cracker. Uh-huh. Mm. <laughs> Holy cow! I like it. Two upholders. Two upholders. Yes, I right? am an upholder. Are you yeah, an upholder I too? I am. Yeah. I didn't remember that. 
Yeah, I'm an yeah. upholder. I too. fly under the radar because I like to say that I'm. I think of upholders as having like a type A personality and I think that I have like a type A minus or a B plus personality. <laughs> like I'm not, <laughs> I don't accomplish as much as you would think that an upholder. Well, would, you should have already have more done by now. You should be farther along. You should have written this book God by now. I mean, it. we've been talking about it for 45 minutes. I know, so right? What's wrong with you? <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't like being an upholder either. I didn't like that mm-hmm. when I when that was my diagnosis. I was like, "Oh, chronic illness! I don't want to be an upholder. I want to be a rebel, and I don't have any rebel in me at all." I wonder. I wonder too if some of that is from uh, from childhood of having to uphold everything for yourself mm-hmm. as a survival mechanism. Like, I wonder if I really was supposed to be an upholder, uh, but I had to be an upholder. So I wonder yeah, interesting. And yeah, and I'm an eldest child, which is um you know, comes with its own things. So you yeah. think it's nurture rather than nature? I wonder. Hmm, interesting. I mean, Isla is hundred percent nature. She is a rebel. She's gonna do things at her own pace in her own way. She'll but she's also a p- product of her dad. She is a product the of the same dad, way. Who is a rebel. And Georgia is I think Georgia may be an upholder, but um but is that nature or nurture? Because I'm an upholder. I've set the tone of upholding. So is she just doing that because of me or is that her real nature? Is her nature that um, she would be a questioner, but she might be the other one. Yeah. The the obliger. Obliger. She might be an obliger too. But oh no, that was an interesting book. As much as Mm -hmm. I pooped on Gretchen Rubin. She, I liked the content of that book very much. I did. I learned a lot in that book. It was hard for me to read that book, though. I had a hard time getting through it. I'm feeling a little self-help burnout. Are you? I was just thinking, wow, we've read a lot of self-help books. You think so? I just started uh, The Gifts of Imperfection, which Mm -hmm. is a short self-help book by Brene Brown. It's really short. It's like 100 and some pages. It's a leaflet more. A pamphlet. (laughs) I like a leaflet. So then what are you reading if you're not reading self-help? Fiction. Yeah, well, yeah. But I mean, what specifically? Um, I'm in love with this author, um, Candace Fox. Um, oh. She's, oh, I read one of her books based on your recommendation. Oh, did you like it? Um, what was it? Into the Woods? No, In uh, the Woods. Oh, In the Woods. That's Tana French. That's my other. Favorite. Oh, that was okay. Yes. Who is? What has she um, written then? Candace Fox wrote um, Crimson oh my Lake. God, Crimson Lake. That was the yeah. one I just read. Then, oh, yeah, so was it good? It was good. Is it a thriller? And In the Woods was good too. Actually, that oh, was a really those are good my book. two favorite authors. Oh, really? Oh, that's funny. They're they're both they were based women, on your recommendations. and they're um, they both write crime fiction, and mm-hmm. it's very pretty gritty. Um, it, like, yes, yeah. it is crime fiction, but just really strong characters and. Um, but like quick and easy and yeah. really engaging, like you get sucked in and you page want to finish turners, it. Yeah. But well written um, page yeah. turners, not just like a page turner that's like, okay, this was written poorly, but I can't stop reading because of the right. plot. Right. This is just like great characters and oh, that's cool. Page yeah. turners, yeah. That's very cool. I just finished David Sedaris's book Calypso. Oh yeah. Um, I liked it. Um, yeah. It wasn't you know my favorite of his books. But um, it was really interesting. He talks about his sister's suicide. Mm-hmm. And um, some of that was really vulnerable. Uh, and, you know, she, she was, I guess she had some mental problems. Mm-hmm. And he, he just kind of shut her out at a certain point in life. And then she ended up, you know, killing herself. 
in such a drastic way and she'd attempted several times in her life and you know it was it was an interesting book he talks about you know his mom's past and his dad is still alive and how they kind of keep the family together i was talking about that with you and Jeannie the other day yeah. when someone dies and how do you i mean do you go back home and so he bought a house on the coast in north carolina which is a place he used to go their whole family would go every summer so he just bought a house so that they had like this neutral territory where his siblings and he and his dad now, his dad's in his 90s, can go to for Thanksgiving and for like monumental things that happen throughout the year where they need to get together. And that that was a really important thing for him to do wow. to keep his relationship with his siblings. If you have the means, that's ideal to right. have the neutral. Yeah. Yes. It, I mean, well, obviously he has the means. Yeah. Um, but um, it was a really interesting book. It was not like any of the books I'd really read of his before. It was still David Sedaris's voice, clearly. But it was kind of like, some of it was kind of sad. Not as much of a laugh riot. No, it wasn't a laugh riot. There was one story in the very beginning where I just cried laughing. I don't remember even what the story was about. I think it was about a fight with his, you know, longtime boyfriend. That was hysterical. And then the rest of it was more poignant, more kind of like a, a glimpse into his life, sort of. Um, you know the fact that he picks up trash for eight hours a day in London was pretty fascinating and I was like wow when do you write exactly (laughs) if you're like picking up trash for 18 hours a day what the heck maybe you're a little bored but he's this is part of his OCD thing um how he kind of handles his OCD have you ever read any David Sedaris I've read one of his books yeah yeah oh a long time ago long time ago he's a really good writer um I enjoyed that book sort of it was sort of sad. Um, but then I haven't been reading any other fiction. I bought Crazy Rich Asians because it was, uh, you know, the movie was good. And I thought, well, that came from a book. Maybe I'll read that book. But I just can't seem to bring myself to start it. You got 14 hours or 13. Uh, <laughs> yes. You think Sandy's going to let me read? <laughs> She'll be talking to you. We'll she be is drinking. the Crazy Rich Asian. We'll be drinking on that flight I, I, or sleeping, probably, or, or planning. Uh, you know when we get on the train there's going to be chickens running everywhere on the train just ignore the chickens you know (laughs) i asked her i said is there gonna be chickens on the train she said maybe i was like cool because i have three so i'm clearly it's not going to be too hard for me this train (laughs) chickens i just won't speak anything anybody's speaking we're let's see we're going to see her uncle and bringing him caress her mother said it had to be caress soap no other name brand and i'm thinking if you're in a communist country (laughs) <laughs> don't you just kind of take whatever soap they bring you i mean if you're getting some u.s soap would you think cha-ching no it has to be caress okay as your um self-appointed um social media advisor um <laughs> yes bert i mean what <laughs> you have so many photo opportunities in vietnam yes well bert and in told the airport me and the plane he wants, for god's sake he used to do this podcast on like a zoom recorder that's right over there um, he was like, you just need to take the Zoom and podcast the whole time you're there. Like every night, sit down and talk about what you did. And then we can like edit it together yeah. and you can oh, have a whole big podcast. Yeah, the Vietnam podcast. Your trip and then all the two-parter, three-parter. Yeah, it. so I'm going to see if I can do that. I'll see if I can do that. I wonder if I could just do it in the voice memo of my iPhone, right? Do I need to carry that thing? Because I'm limited on this. space. Okay, so this <laughs> this lady, the book that we just read, Rachel Hollis, um, their podcast the very first one they did they recorded the quality wasn't it wasn't this quality it wasn't halston quality but (laughs) it was 
they vo- they recorded it on the voice memo from their iPhone while they were driving. They oh. just moved to Texas. They lived in California and they just moved to Texas and they had a 45 minute drive and they recorded their first podcast in there and it sounded fine. I mean, yes, it wasn't this quality. It wasn't this quality, but it was it was okay. Well, maybe I can do that because yeah. I've been told I am to carry a carry-on only. That uh, for ten days? Yes. Jesus! Wow! So I'm going to be smelling ripe by the time I get home. Yeah, she said carry-on in a backpack, no checked luggage. That when we get there, if we buy stuff, we can buy a piece of luggage to bring it back with us. Yeah, yeah. But we're going to be moving around so much from place to place. No checked luggage. So oh, you guys can do a podcast even from the, from the airplane. Right, right, right. Yeah. That's a good idea. See? See how you think? See, my bandwidth doesn't work like that. My bandwidth <laughs> just goes, got to get to Vietnam. Got to get to Vietnam. What am I putting in a suitcase? I know Bert was at a meeting the other day where, I don't know if I'm going to mispronounce this, Ogio, O-G-I-O bags. Augio, Ogio. I have no idea what you're talking about. Um, yeah. It's a it's a name brand of like duffels luggage. and backpacks and luggage. Okay. Probably too fancy for me, Leanne. Oh, uh, it's too fancy <laughs> for me too, since my luggage came from Walmart. I mean, I bought my hard case. Bert's got like this Ramoa. It's a, a million dollar per bag. And I get mine's at Walmart because I'm like, you know what's gonna happen to that bag? The first time you use it. Yep. The first time you use first it, time. someone stole it. Oh God, really? Stole it, never came home. First time he packed that Ramoa, it never came It's a million dollars. Home. Because it's a million dollar suitcase. Yeah. And they don't give a shit what's in it. That suitcase is a million dollars. What do you do? Got two more. Because <laughs> that's smart. But I refuse to do that. I'm like, I travel like twice a year. I don't need a $2,000 suitcase to sit in my garage. Or to get beat up. Or to get beat up. Yeah. Like they're so trashed after you travel. Oh, it's, it's like, how do you spend I got that a much new money? red suitcase for our trip to China many years ago that was appropriate and um <laughs> I, it it wasn't fancy but it was like i was like oh great i'm gonna be able to you know see it and identify it it's not just the regular black one and literally our first day um there was like this mayonnaise we called it the mayonnaise bomb there was a giant <laughs> a giant like a costco sized mayonnaise <laughs> that had exploded in the street it looked like somebody dropped it out of a from a the mayonnaise ball yeah and there was and so it got mayonnaise all over this beautiful wait, red luggage wait right who's wait. traveling with mayonnaise and I'm why so is confused. it why were you dragging it through the street i was rolling it i was rolling it was on it was on wheels and somehow there was this mayonnaise bomb but and wait, what you didn't go around the mayonnaise i went bomb? around the mayonnaise bomb but it was everywhere there was mayonnaise everywhere <laughs> so the wheels story. were just throwing mayonnaise up all yes. over like a four-wheel drive yes you were like you were Stuck like in the mayonnaise mayo bogging you were mayo bogging with your with your luggage and mayo was yes. flying and that shit stains you couldn't have picked yeah. it up and carried it over the mayonnaise it was I'm, a I'm large a lot of flaws in your theory for this mayonnaise bomb it how was, much did you have in we've this been suitcase? traveling for a long time it you took just, us a lot of hours to get there i don't know i don't really remember <laughs> Fuck this red bag. Roll through that mayo. I'm not picking this shit up. That's hysterical. So the red bag has a mayonnaise stain? It got, yeah, it got stained. I mean, this was like 16 years Does ago. So I no longer. I'm a little concerned about No, I no longer own the, the mayonnaise bombed suitcase. Oh, is the mold growing in this mayonnaise bomb? I mean, definitely don't lick it because you will be sick. That's hysterical that you rolled it through a mayonnaise bomb. <laughs> 
I think what happened is I was rolling it and I didn't see the mayonnaise bomb. Where and then was suddenly, the mayonnaise bomb? So the mayonnaise bomb is actually like it was like in the sidewalk. A, or it was like a, a small firecracker. Not no, it was like in Shanghai. Uh, where, where did we start out? Xi'an, maybe. Um. I, I don't know. Did it say like Hellman's best, or how'd you know it was mayonnaise? Yeah, it was. Um, I think it was. <laughs> My sister remembers this story better because they thought it was just the funniest thing that had ever happened in the world. And I was like, my new suitcase! My new suitcase! My Chinese-themed red suitcase! Yeah. Oh, my God. That's a really funny story. Uh, The mayonnaise bomb. Yeah. So your Walmart luggage is perfect for... Walmart luggage is perfect for for China. But I'm not going to China. I'm going to the redneck part where I have to have a backpack and a carry-on only. I have to figure out that suitcase... But oh, the Ojo bags. That's what I was talking about. Bert had a meeting with them because they want to do like a video series with him traveling with their bags and like the wear and tear. His bags are insane. I mean, he wears them out so fast because he's flying like two or three times a week, some two times a, a week minimum, but sometimes three. So um, Bert was like, coincidentally, my wife is going to Vietnam. And he was, they were like, we have the perfect carry on bag. When is she leaving? And he told them, and they were like, oh, we can't get it to you. We only have four prototypes total made. Oh, so we oh, can't get bummer. it to her in time. We can get it to Damn her like it. mid-October. Could she postpone her trip? And he's like, not for a bag. <laughs> no, but thanks. But I would have loved to have seen what that looked like. Yeah. What's the perfect carry-on bag? So I never know if it's really going to like qualify. You know, unless right. it's really yeah. small. But yeah, then there's yeah. that area where you go... That's kind of a, like, my, my kids have a Pottery Barn kids carry-on bag mm-hmm. that is awesome. Like, I may actually take one of their bags on this trip because it's the biggest carry-on bag I've ever seen that always gets passed. Um, and inevitably, I'll carry one and they'll go, nope. And I'm like, it's the same damn size as this stupid bag. But for whatever reason, it doesn't fit in that, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. try it here. Yep. You, know, you fit this in this box, right. but there's always fits. I can't expand it. But you know how you can yes. unzip and expand it? It won't fit if it's expanded. But it's a big bag. I don't know how I'm going to give you that because you know I travel with a pillow. <sighs> That's the challenge with the carry-on only is how in the world am I going to get this pillow? Wait a minute. You, you your travel backpack. with an actual pillow, like not a neck pillow? I travel no. with an orthopedic pillow. Uh-huh. Um, I've had neck problems uh, my whole adult life. I didn't know this until this recent chiropractor I've been going to. I have a deformed vertebrae in my neck, number five, whatever this is, L, neck five, <laughs> whatever it's L or S, or whatever the five is. C five. C five, maybe? Yeah. The number five is deformed, so like the one part of it is too long, and so it kind of huh. slips out of place, and it's painful. And I didn't know why it was always painful, but sleeping on this orthopedic pillow, I have no pain. Um, if I don't sleep on an orthopedic pillow, I have a lot of pain in my neck and in my shoulder joint. How so, in the hell are you going to travel so late? With- that's what I'm talking about know, with like, this orthopedic she's pillow. bringing pillow and underwear. Pillow and panties. <laughs> pillow and panties. Pillow and panties. <laughs> and podcasting equipment. I can't do that, you know. The good thing about it is the memory foam type pillow, so I can squash it really good. But then um, you should just bring clothes. Pillow. Bring disposable clothes. Like, seriously, bring clothes that you're like they're they're one second from being shipped off to goodwill and then wear them and then you you can buy clothes there well that's what she told me she said we'll just buy stuff there so if we if we are feeling ripe we'll just buy some clothes over there can you see me in some vietnamese clothes (laughs) you've seen the clothes she comes back i see it on social media 
they're like poofy pants and stuff i'd look like an oompa loompa and that shit but whatever i'm you know i have these athleta pants that are really thin that i have three pairs of those so i'm planning on bringing all three of those and then because they're light too and if it's really hot there right I think that would be good. That's great. And that can be kind of flattened into just really thin t-shirts. Everything really thin. You don't thin. need more than three pairs of pants. It's still pretty hot over so. there, too. So it's really hot and be, really you know. humid, apparently, in Ho Chi Minh City. Ugh. I hate pants and humidity. Yeah. Lots of hair ties. Bring a lot of hair ties. I don't do well with humidity well, and that's hair. That's good. Like, you don't need anything, like, heavy. No, she said so. the place we're going on a hike, it will be chilly at night. So I should have a jacket, but I can't fly without a jacket. I mean, I'd be freezing on a, yeah. right. on a but flight. But then you'll just be wearing it. Yep. So that's easy. Yep. And hopefully I can leave my pillow in the hotel. <laughs> so I go from place to place. Can I carry my pillow? I feel really ridiculous to bring a pillow. There's part of me that wants to try sleeping on a, on a regular pillow, but I would be so unhappy if I were in pain that whole time. For 10 days? For 10 in days. A, no, you yeah, gotta bring a you can't chance it. So, And if, if I didn't have a... It's so funny because now that I minute, diagnosed a deformed vertebrae, it has legitimized my neck problem somehow in my brain. Where I go, Can no, you actually. buy a smaller version of your pillow? I have the smallest version. I have two. I have one that's really big. Uh-huh. And then I have one that is pretty small. Uh, but I have been wondering, I have been wondering if I could get like, because um, really what it is, is it's like a. It's like a pillow with a valley and a mountain, right? Yeah. And the mountain goes under my neck and my head goes in the valley. So how do I recreate that in the appropriate height? Because I had to go get sized for this pillow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I didn't just go buy like at Costco, one of those they memory foam. Yeah. No, I had to go get the right size for the height of my head, neck relation to the mattress. So I wonder if I could just duplicate that space in my neck you know like if i ever get stuck somewhere and i have to sleep with a regular pillow i roll a pillow up under my neck but i still have a little pain the next day hmm. so um or maybe i just jack up on advil and booze <laughs> don't worry about it <laughs> what a solution There's a good solution <laughs> well you know i do live with burt kreischer <laughs> so i don't know i gotta figure out the pillow the pillow thing makes me nervous because i'm nervous mm-hmm. to travel without it no you have to take right. the pillow but then that's like so much space in my suitcase. I don't know. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Yeah, Undies and, uh, yeah. Can you imagine Sandy when I pull that pillow out of my suitcase? She's going to lose her mind. She's going to lose her mind. <laughs> you brought the fucking pillow? <laughs> I yeah, brought the pillow. Hey, save it for the next podcast, lady. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> All right, we should wrap this up. Um, so what's, what's our takeaway from this book? Give it to our 17-year-old daughter. Yeah, if you're mm-hmm. under the age of 30, you may mm-hmm. find benefit. If you're over the age of 30, you may find it redundant and um, self-involved. And if you're not into, if you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, you may want to pass. You may want to pass or you may want to put that aside. Or just yeah. take, like, just know going in Yeah, that you may not get a ton out of it, but there's always something yeah. In most or just yeah. read just the summary the, at the end of each chapter. The takeaways. Yes. Right. If you want to speed read this, that's the way to go. And then it buy is. Kirsten's new book of all takeaways. <laughs> yes. Uh, was it was it called The Stay One-Liners? Tuned. The no. One-Liners. Wait, but yes, definitely buy Kirsten's new book. It will be ready for publication in six months. <laughs> <laughs> I think you could do that. I mean, yeah. Busy. And Leanne's going to be stepping up her social media game. I am so FYI. social and so media-like. I am totally going to be social. media savvy. I'm going to be like the queen of twats. <laughs> 
Well, as always, thank you for coming and discussing and sharing and listening to me babble about whatever tangents we got off on. Um, I love you guys very much. And I was I, I wrote my first too. blog today. Awesome. I've decided awesome. this week I am going to make Thursday the day that I do that I write my blog so that I have it in my brain. I know that Thursday morning that's just what happens before I podcast or do anything else. I'm not sure how good it was. It was pretty short. But as I was thinking, I, was, I wrote it today, um, and I was like, I don't really know how to start this or what a blog's supposed to be, but I just want to say thank you, everybody, for listening and for sharing your thoughts about what's happening and for the critics who say, I don't like what you're saying because learning is, is learning, and if you have all the answers, then there's nothing to learn. But one of the things I wrote in the blog was I've really enjoyed getting to know my friends better because uh, Kathy, I know, I don't need to know anything else about Kathy, <laughs> but you're definitely someone that I've gotten to know better. Jeannie Turbo is someone I've gotten to know better through this experience. And that's been really a gift to me that I'm really grateful for. And I've learned a lot in this experience, which I expected, but I don't know. I, I don't know why I, di- I didn't not expect to to know my friends better but I just didn't think about it you know I didn't think about that being part of the process um but I really have I mean I learned a lot about Lynn and in the podcast about her mom that I didn't know and a lot about Sam Fisher that I had no idea and it's been such a great experience so and Kathy especially every time I call you you come so thank you so much because there's been weeks where I've been like I can't get a soul I got one person not two Kathy please and she always shows up so thank you I think you enjoy it I do enjoy it I think you do I do it's always fun or you wouldn't keep coming back every time I ask you do but thank you for doing this I appreciate it very much well thank you I think you get me out of the house I'm like (laughs) I'm a social introvert, but I'm an introvert. I'm very much an introvert and a busy introvert. And so the combination of that leaves me going, I I want to hang out with my friends, but I don't have time for it. And it's hard to find a spot to socialize. And I'm so tired at the end of the day. And so this is a nice thing that is literally scheduled. I think I do really well with scheduling. So it's like, well, can you come be on the podcast? Yes. And then I'm hanging out with friends and talking. And so... That's been really good for me, too. Well, I hope it's as enriching for everybody, all my friends, as it is for me. Because it's a very enriching experience. And I think um, we as moms probably don't spend enough time in enrichment, right? In filling our gas tank. That's what it does for me. And that self-care piece that often gets thrown to the side. Yeah, Yeah. it is. And the nurturing and the Mm -hmm. feeding the plant, you know, we're not air plants. But sometimes I think I act as if I am. Yes. Or I did I did much more so than before I started this podcast. So this podcast has become such a priority for me, not only because it's a creative process and project, but because of the connection I have with the ladies, whoever they are, um, w- when we're talking. It's really been a great experience. So thank you for showing up every week or every time I ask you and participating and having, I hope, having fun. Yeah. Well, thanks Thanks for asking. Of course. I love you guys. (laughs) All right. We'll see you all next time.